episode 101, Six Ingredients to Crush It in Quarantine. My name is Dan Mason. In 2012, I was overweight, getting divorced, battling depression, and feeling trapped in a career where I was successful, but bored and unfulfilled. And it's actually the greatest gift I've ever been given. I used my pain as a springboard to discover my life's purpose. Now, I want to share the same tools and strategies which help transform my life with you. So you can live Life Amplified. I was just sitting here laughing, thinking to myself about the title of this podcast and somebody scrolling and finding this on whatever app that you listen to me on. And, you know, somebody was thinking, oh, I don't need to listen to this episode. Six ingredients to crush my quarantine. Dan, I already found it. I got a case of wine. When I'm not drinking that, I switch over to vodka. I got my DiGiorno oven-baked pizza that I eat while I watch The Tiger King for the third time up on Netflix. And when all else fails, Dan, I just take a Xanax or maybe I sneak into my teenager's room and steal their weed. That's how I'm coping, right? (laughs) And by the way, if that has been your recipe to survive quarantine, then this is possibly the episode that you're going to need the most. Hello and welcome back, everybody, to Life Amplified. All jokes aside, they say to teach is to learn, and I just had an experience over the past week and a half that has felt like one of the most expansive things for me personally as a coach And also been one of the most expansive things for my business. And what was cool was to see how much expansion was created for the people that joined me. You heard me talk a little while back that I was hosting a complimentary online six-day coaching summit to help you create your path forward after the coronavirus has passed. One of my key words back in January was to build community. And I thought that I was going to be hosting my first like deep dive immersive retreat in person where I could work work with people in a in a tribe intensive setting but do it here on the beach in San Diego and obviously with the virus that was not possible but we did it as a virtual retreat and I opened this up for free we had a, an amazing group of people that represented three different countries around the world who joined me for this six day journey of of learning but also so much healing and what I got to see going deep with this group of people over the course of a week together is a lot of things that I've known intellectually about human behavior, but to see it play out in person was really spectacular. And it was such an honor to coach people through that process. Because look, I think that there are are many of you listening to the podcast today who came into this shutdown with the best of intentions. You know, if you think back eight or nine weeks ago, what was everybody in in self-help and personal development saying? That, you know, you could come out of this even better. You're going to write that book or learn the musical instrument. You're going to learn the new language. Uh, You're going to have more time for you. You're going to be able to work out at home and like all these goals that we wanted to accomplish because, hey, we're not going to work. Theoretically, with no commute and no late hours in the office, we should have more time for ourselves and our goals right? But isn't it interesting, and maybe you can relate to this, it was almost like over the past nine weeks, a lot of people felt as if their responsibilities in 
increased because now they're a teacher, a daycare provider. They're working at home trying to do those Zoom meetings while their toddler is showing up and stuffing crackers into their mouth during the meeting. And somehow on top of this, you're supposed to be keeping up with your high schoolers to make sure that they're getting their math assignments done. And that doesn't even account for all the worry that we felt about ourselves and about our job or our business. Uh, So many people worrying about the economy and just the health of their friends and family. So even though there was this beautiful intention to be productive and to create something beautiful on the back end of the virus, for many people I've talked to, it was all the same patterns. Overwhelm, procrastination, confusion about how and where to begin. And these are things that are not unique to the eight or nine weeks that we've been in this global shutdown. I think for many people, these patterns have been consistent for eight or nine years. This is why those New Year's resolutions never seem to happen. And it's so easy to get caught up in the blame. You know, that was one of the things that I noticed is is I was asking people during the summit about what's gotten in the way. And the self-help world kind of perpetuates this, right? That you're the problem. You know, that somehow people say, well, I'm too lazy. I'm too distracted. I'm not focused enough, Dan. I'm not committed. And that's not really the core issue that holds people back. And as I was able to get in and do so much laser coaching and help people like in a a nine minute laser coaching, get to the core, the emotional core reason of why a behavior or a pattern of action has stifled their growth for pretty much their entire life, it really became clear to me that there are six ingredients that you need right now to thrive during quarantine, but these are the same ingredients that you need in your life, even if there was no pandemic, you know, and that's what I wanted to dive into today. These are things that were huge takeaways for me that I knew intellectually, but it was just more clear than ever after being in the trenches in this immersive coaching experience, helping people to break through after breakthrough after breakthrough. And I got to tell you, like it was a free offering that I did. And yet I also feel like it was the most powerful coaching offering that I've ever put out. You know, I sent out some feedback forms for the people who attended this virtual summit and every single feedback form scored it a 10 out of 10. It was so remarkable. It's one of the most rewarding things I've done, but I want to pass along some of the learnings and just maybe a skeleton outline to help you get aligned and create your path forward once all this blows over, which hopefully is not 2023. I want to help you cut through the crap and create a roadmap here just with six principles that will help you right now during quarantine and it will certainly help you after. So these are my six C's that will hopefully resonate for you and give you a framework to help you realize where you're off track and out of alignment right now. The first thing that you need if you're going to crush it in quarantine or even after quarantine, you need clarity on what it is you truly want. A lot of people fall into the trap when I ask them, what is your outcome? They either focus on the thing that they don't want anymore. All the focus goes on, well, Dan, I want to get out of my soul-sucking job. Dan, I want to get out of debt. Dan, I want to stop dating toxic people. And the focus is actually on the thing that they don't want. 
But what we know in personal development is where your focus goes, energy flows. So if you're focusing on the thing that you don't want, that's what actually expands. <laughs> Dan, I want to get out of my soul-sucking job. All your energy is focused on soul-sucking job, and you're probably just going to replicate the next experience in the next job or you're going to be so focused on the reasons why you can't leave, whether it be money or the fact you feel like you're going to let your family down. Many people set goals for what they're trying to move away from, and that's rarely a sustainable way to live your life. You'll get out of the soul-sucking job, but if you don't have something exciting and aspirational to move toward, if you don't really have the clarity on what your purpose is or what you want to contribute, or what your real gifts are, not just the BS skill set that helped you survive corporate America, you're going to get out of the job, you'll get out of the threat, but you're still going to be wandering, you'll be lost, and chances are you're going to wander into somewhere else that you don't want to be. People do this with their emotional well-being all the time. Well, Dan, I don't want to feel lethargic. I don't want to feel depressed or anxious. Okay, well, you can, you know, try to find a way to get out of that. But if you don't know what you're moving toward, you're, you're never really going to live at a higher emotional level than just numb and existing. What are the unique emotions that drive you? Do you want to feel creative? Do you want to feel passionate? Do you want to feel love? Do you want to feel a sense of belonging? Most of us don't know what it is we want, but we are super clear on what it is that we don't want. Therefore, it's like we never know where it is we're going, so we're always someplace that we don't want to be. There were a couple instances over the course of this six-day summit, because we also had Facebook group support happening between the coaching calls, so there really was this sense of tribe that was built. But we had a couple of our members who spoke up for the first time ever in their lives about what their real dream was. One woman spoke up and said, you know, I, I'm in this, you know, marketing business right now, you know, doing uh, printing and embroidering and promotional materials for companies. And the business is failing right now because of the economy and there are no events for them to promote while everybody's in shutdown. But what she really came to terms with and said out loud is it's not really the thing she's passionate about. That in a way, there was almost a sense of relief that she was able to release this business that just felt heavy and difficult because she had a bigger dream to get into personal training, to inspire people and empower women in their health goals. It was the first time ever, and she's married to a great husband. Her parents are alive and, and generally supportive in her life. She had never spoken about it out loud until she got in the context of, of being with a mentor and support tribe. And one of the things you've heard me talk about on this podcast before is sometimes you can take a step forward that turns out to be the wrong thing, but ultimately leads you to the right thing. You know, so much of my career reinvention, I told you, I thought I was going to be a Broadway playwright. And somehow through a series of happy coincidences that I don't think were coincidences at all, I think they were divine synchronicities. It led me to my purpose now to have a coaching business and a podcast. So as she reached out to a friend who uh, had retired as a personal trainer, who got out of the business, it turns out that he and his wife 
were working on something uh, that combined her marketing expertise with some things in environmentalism and community in her area that felt even more aligned for her than the personal training business. So she got like half a step into researching personal training and what she really realized is through that connection, she's being led to an even bigger way to serve. And this has all just happened in the span of a week and a half. You know, imagine being like feeling terrible in a business that is failing because of the economy right now. And a week and a half later being lit up and motivated and absolutely clear on something that checks all the boxes for her. It includes what she's good at. It includes what she really loves to do. And it's something that the world needs, you know, which is the other component that we have to really consider when we're thinking about our purpose. Clarity is such a big thing, and most people are waiting until they have clarity to seek out support or to take aligned action. And clarity is usually the byproduct of being courageous and stepping out of your comfort zone, doing the thing that you haven't wanted to do. Speak up and admit the truth to yourself that this business that I'm in right now, this isn't where I want to be in 10 years. That's a hard thing if you're a business owner to come out to and admit, but the minute she was able to do that, it was like the universe started to conspire in her favor to lead her exactly where she needed to be. So I'm so excited. You know, one of the things we did at the end of this uh, six days with the free coaching is I made an offer for an eight-week group coaching program. So this particular uh, woman that I'm sharing with you, she is in the group coaching that we're doing, and it's like every day the universe is just lining up with the perfect opportunities that are helping her move her life forward. The second thing that you need when we talk about these six C's to help you crush it in quarantine is you need context about why you've been stuck. Typically, we live in surface level stories where we blame factors outside of ourselves for why we're not achieving our goals. And then we give that surface level story a meaning that disempowers us. How many times have you said you're not where you want to be because you don't have the time, that you don't have the money, that you don't have the help in your life? So for many people, they would look at those external circumstances and give that a context about what they're making it mean. Life doesn't work out for me. Everything is against me. Every time I try to take a step forward, life knocks me on my ass and I fall back. Spoiler alert, those are not contexts that are going to empower you. They keep you in a victim consciousness. They rob you of your ability to proactively create the circumstances in your life that would set you up for success. And one of the things that became very obvious over the course of this six days and doing a lot of deep dive emotional coaching with people in this amazing tribe environment is the real reason people are stuck. It has nothing to do with the external factors. It's never really about time. It's never really about money. We've all seen the inspiring stories of people who built a business with nothing in the bank and yet made their dream happen. So if it's true that you need a, a metric F ton of money to, <laughs> to get started on your dream, then it would be true that every person who's made a dream happen started with a million in the bank. And that is not the case. The real reason people stay stuck 
and they fall into these patterns of procrastinating, of falling into overwhelm, or even letting perfectionism keep them from getting started, has everything to do with emotional trauma. It's a topic that we've talked about on this podcast before, and I've had experts on who've written books about it. I've had therapists. You know, we've done a lot of work uh, and a lot of episodes around trauma. You can listen to uh, the episode that we did with Mastin Kipp, who is the author of the book Claim Your Power. You can also listen to my friend Connie Lawrence, who is a wonderful therapist who helped us talk about it. And the one piece that I have never really owned in my coaching practice is how effective that I am at helping my clients get to the root cause trauma that has led to those limiting beliefs that keep people stuck and led to so many of what would be called sabotage patterns, even though I hate that word. Nobody consciously sabotages their life, although we do uh, subconsciously look for ways to protect ourselves from pain, rejection, failure, etc. And it's so funny because when I look back on some of the episodes that I've recorded earlier this year, it's almost like I've been recording a lot of messages that I needed to hear myself. I never really owned my work as being a trauma-informed coach, never to the degree that I should. Because I think it's one of the most powerful things that I do with my one-on-one -on -one clients. But I've never really owned it because there was part of me that said, well, Dan, you're not a licensed mental health counselor. You know, you're not a psychologist. You're not a psychiatrist. Uh, I've told myself uh, all sorts of stories why I shouldn't be talking about that and I should just line up guests on the podcast. Quite honestly, I think there was another piece of me that wasn't fully owning this trauma component of my coaching because I was in an ongoing space of trying to heal my own trauma. You know, I told you that last year, as much as 2018 was this massive year of growth for me, 2019, a lot of crap came up that dragged me down. And it, and it started to affect how frequently we put out this podcast every week. It affected how much I was really showing up in my business. There were some days where I had to lean on my mentors and I had the conversations with them where I was like, guys, I'm hanging on by a thread right now emotionally. But it was because there was this whole other layer of trauma that I hadn't fully dealt with that had come up. And I was here, I am thinking in the back of my mind, I'm helping my clients work through their trauma, but I'm like, I'm still trying to work through mine. And, and there was a huge disconnect for me personally. I almost felt like I shouldn't be having trauma conversations until I perfectly, I'm using air quotes right now, even though you can't see me, so my fingers in the air, saying that I perfectly heal my trauma. And the thing that I have realized uh, on so much of my own personal healing journey and spending probably multiple six figures over the past four years going to conferences that were trauma-informed and learning so much about how it affects the neural wiring and creates so much of our behavior as adults is that you never perfectly heal your trauma because trauma is not like a bacteria. If you get a bacterial infection, your doctor prescribes you a Z-Pack, you clean it out, everything's good. Trauma exists more like a virus and it goes away and then you get to a new level in your life and it flares up again. It's like, there's your mom and dad issues. There's your trust issues in relationships. So they come up again. So it never totally goes away. And I think that there was a little piece of me where I thought, man, I've got to perfectly heal all my stuff before I can really own the fact that I am powerful 
at helping people move through it. And it was so interesting over the course of this six-day coaching summit, you know, I talked to one client who had been struggling with her weight for years. She had lost 76 pounds and she had gained every pound back. So she was yo-yoing and even though she could temporarily get results in her health, she couldn't make it sustainable and she didn't know why that is. So what happens when we can't stick to a goal or we make progress and then we fall back to the old way? We judge ourselves. We say, well, you know, I'm lazy, I'm not committed, I'm not good enough, I'm a failure. We have all done that in our life. But really, until you heal the underlying emotional trauma that is underneath the behavior that you're struggling with or the thought system that you're struggling with, you're never going to be able to make the lasting results. And we did this in an eight or nine minute laser coaching. You know, what she shared was that she grew up in a home with a father who was an alcoholic. He wasn't a mean alcoholic. He never abused his children. If anything, he was sort of like a silly, jovial guy, but he was also really sloppy. He would fall apart. He'd fall down the stairs. He'd hurt himself. So, you know, as a young child, she had to be very responsible to keep dad in one piece. It was her and her mom who had to hold dad together. And because dad wasn't really showing up as the protector for the family, mom wasn't getting her needs met. So mom starts looking to her daughter to support her and make her feel safe. And, you know, I've talked about this before. Like the minute you're in a home where you have to become the person to keep your parents safe, the dynamic is out of whack. All the air gets sucked out of the room because it's like there's no space for your needs. You learn that you get love and acceptance and you become very responsible to take care of everyone else around you. And in some cases, depending on your home, you're made to feel needy or wrong for having needs of your own. And this was all the things that was happening in this household. So how did this woman, as a young girl, experience connection? She would go out with her mom and they would have ice cream together. Those were the only moments where she felt safe, where she felt seen, where she felt heard. And food, particularly sweets, from a neural connection standpoint, she equated the sweets with being seen, being safe, and being loved. That was a huge breakthrough in and of itself, but the moment that I could really see her start to shift is when I asked her where in her life right now are her needs not being met. Because you're not going to go back to that coping mechanism unless in some way you're repeating the pattern as an adult. And, you know, I'm not going to go, you know, too deep into what we uncovered there, but in nine minutes we completely unlocked 25 or 30 years of an unhealthy relationship with food and created context. And once you start to understand and you have context on the underlying emotional reasons why you're using the food or the alcohol to numb out or why you procrastinate and never put yourself out there, why you seem to put everyone else's needs before your own, once you start to understand it, then you can get to the third C that we're going to talk about today, which is compassion. You can start to have some compassion for yourself. So many times we get into the shame cycle of setting a goal. The underlying trauma gets in the way to keep us, you know, keeps us stuck until we heal it. 
But then we go into self-judgment, which means once we're feeling shameful, then we want to find another way to not feel that. So it's almost like we continue this shame cycle of behavior and that loop will run for a lifetime if it's not unchecked. So it was really beautiful. One of the most uh, powerful interventions that we did at the end of the six-day summit was a woman who is in her 50s and she grew up with a mom who struggled with mental illness. And she left home at 17. It became too much for her to deal with as a child. But what happened was, is as she tried to set the boundary and take care of herself, her mom unfortunately committed suicide. And at 17 years old, she made herself responsible for that. She believed she hurt her mom and she had been carrying that guilt for 40 years. Kept her in isolation. Kept her using food as a coping mechanism. I have so much compassion for the people who struggle with that relationship with food because that's been a big thing with me. That's one of my big triggers and vices when I fall back into a trauma pattern. But what she wasn't seeing is that she didn't hurt her mom. What she did was take a powerful step to set a boundary, but unfortunately, she made herself wrong for it based on her mom's reaction to that. And the reality is, is I think what she started to piece together is her mom was probably going to end up at that outcome regardless whether or not she left the home. And in that, there could be a, there's an opening and I'm not going to say that she's perfectly healed all this, like in a 15-minute intervention, right? But for the first time in her life, there was a willingness and an openness to forgive herself and let herself off the hook. Because when you're not carrying guilt in your life, there's no need to punish yourself anymore. We talk about this on the podcast a lot. You know, one of the powerful episodes that we did back in January of 2019 was with Stefan Lovegrove, and it was all about our money relationship. But this will show up in how we handle money as well, but it's just universal coaching for anybody. And you can check out that episode, but we were talking about if you are starting at a level of guilt or shame, then at the level of effect, there always has to be punishment. But the thing is, is if nobody's punishing you, you'll find a way to continue to punish yourself. You'll disassociate. You know, you'll check out of relationships. You won't allow space for love. You'll abuse your body in various ways. And it was just such a powerful, powerful example of how once we start to change the way we relate to the past, once we change the context of the past, the door is open for a greater sense of compassion. That would be the third C to help you crush it in quarantine. And I know like so often you're like, wait, Dan, we're just talking about like, you know, we're talking about why I feel over responsible or why I feel overwhelmed a lot, why I'm procrastinating on my goals. How are we ending up down this rabbit hole? Because trauma is the rabbit hole. And a lot of times we mistake that. It's the most mistaken word uh, that exists in self-help because a lot of times we look at trauma as being the big T traumas. It's, you know, we think it's about physical violence, domestic abuse, sexual abuse, neglect, you know, abandonment as a child. When in reality, trauma happens in so many different ways. There are so many little T traumas that keep people stuck. Uh, for me, being in a soul-sucking job where I didn't feel like I could express myself, where I felt like I was living someone else's life instead of my own, that is a little T trauma. If you grew up in a grade, grade school, middle school, or high school, 
guess what? You experienced trauma. At some point, you were rejected or you were bullied. Those are examples of trauma. Chronic illness is an example of trauma. One of the gentlemen who's in my eight-week coaching program right now had heart problems as a kid that required surgery. And what happened during all that is he created a belief that he was a burden to his family. So how do you think that that would affect somebody as a grown adult when it comes to taking up space or showing up for their mission or for their purpose? It's almost like they want to apologize for taking up space in the world because they're operating from the trauma and not from their purpose. Uh, anybody who's been through like forced displacement uh, because of a the natural disaster of some sort, you know, there is trauma in there. Going through divorce is trauma. There is generational trauma. We've learned through the study of epigenetics that a lot of times trauma is passed on genetically. They've realized that descendants of Holocaust victims, you know, three generations down, inherited the trauma of their ancestors. You know, you can look that up. Look up the term epigenetics online. There's corporate trauma happening for people right now where they're being laid off and furloughed. So there are so many ways that trauma exists. By the way, if you're a person who's like, oh, Dan, I didn't have trauma. You're living through trauma right now. The coronavirus is trauma. I'm convinced that in five, 10 years, we're going to see people that have PTSD because of what they're experiencing right now. Think of all the children that haven't been able to go be around their friends and are lonely and closed in the house all the time. There is some sort of trauma that if it goes untreated will affect them as they get older. Everybody has trauma and that was one of the huge breakthroughs that everybody gave in their feedback form when we did the six day summit is they're like, I never considered myself as a person who had suffered trauma because they only thought of the, you know, the outlandish, most obvious cases of it. And once we started to learn, you know, for that, uh, for the client that I told you about, she's like, well, my father was an alcoholic, but it wasn't trauma. He didn't beat us. It doesn't matter that not getting your needs met because you're having to be the parent to your parents growing up, that is still trauma and it will affect how you show up and it will affect the level to which you put yourself first or how much you follow through on what's important to you or whether you're a person who lives perpetually overwhelmed, giving away all your energy to everybody else in the world. The fourth C that will help you crush it in quarantine and after quarantine is community. Uh, I think one of the reasons that this experience with the six-day immersive coaching was so powerful is that this group of strangers came together in a really beautiful, vulnerable, authentic way, sharing parts of themselves that they might not have been able to love, quite honestly, and having people love up on them. I told you about the woman whose mom committed suicide when she was 17. Through the first six days of our Zoom calls, she never turned her camera on. I could see her name on a black screen. Other people were engaging. Cameras were on. We had a great time. But she wouldn't show her face. And it was the very last coaching call of the very last day when she finally decided she wanted to get some laser coaching around the issue. And I just unmuted her, thinking that, you know, she doesn't want to be seen. I want to respect that boundary. 
she turned her camera on herself and wanted to be there, to be part of that community. And you could see all across the Zoom screen, everybody else, the minute her face popped up on camera, people started crying. They got emotional because, you know, the, here's somebody who has lived in isolation in her life and pushed people away for 40 years who wanted to be part of this community. Why? Because when we have safe connections, we are emotionally optimized. That is when our nervous system is in its peak state for us to take action, is when there is safety and connection. There are many people listening today who have connection in their life, but they don't feel safe in those relationships. You don't feel like you can really show up, take up space and speak up about who you are. Maybe your partner will tell you why you shouldn't feel that way or make you wrong for feeling that way. So you might have connection, but there's not a lot of safety. And that is really the peak state of the nervous system. That's when you're in a green light, when you can get anything done is in that state of safety and connection. It's why so many other people struggle. Like if you are an avoidant attachment pattern and your mantra is, well, I got to do everything myself. I can't rely on others. It's also why you will struggle with your emotional well-being because community is a biological need. Feeling good is generally an experience that requires more than one person involved. You know, even when you get good news, what do you do? You want to pick up the phone? You want to share that with other people. We are built to share and to thrive together. What was fascinating is by the time I had made the invitation at the, at the end of the six days for people to join me for this eight-week coaching experience, I was watching in the Facebook group, they were enrolling each other in the program. Like normally in an online marketing space or in the coaching world, you know, the coach has to make an offer and has to sort of like, you know, create a sales pitch. I didn't have to sell anything. People were already enrolled and enrolling each other because they had made such amazing connections with strangers. One woman from Canada said, and she's 69 years old, and she said, I feel like I finally found a place where I belong. Oh, like that makes me want to cry just saying that out loud, you know, that somebody could go most of their life and never have that sense of belonging but this is how we thrive, right? And so these people are in my eight-week program now cheering each other on. They're supporting one another. You know, you see that people now are following each other on Facebook and Instagram. Like, genuine friendships were created in a very short amount of time. I think it's the power of community. Two more C's that I want to talk about quickly today that you need to thrive during your quarantine and you need it to thrive beyond the quarantine as well. Uh, number five is commitment. You gotta make a committed decision to show up. And sometimes, you know, it's hard to make the commitment if you're living in your patterns of avoidance or procrastination or kicking the can down the road or saying that you don't have enough time. It's hard to make a commitment until you've healed those things but you will never heal those patterns until you make a commitment. It was really interesting that it, and I marketed this thing online. We ran Facebook ads. I was all over my social media. I was like, hey, I'm going to be your life coach for free for six days. And like the amount of value that was given away in this program was just the highest value thing I've ever done. And I gave it away for free. And it was so interesting that, you know, we ran Facebook ads and we had people signing up from all over the world. Two thirds of the people never showed up to the training who signed up, even though, you know, I was sending content to remind them there were daily emails, there were Zoom links. 
some people just didn't show up. What it really did make me realize is that we show up to the level that we invest in ourselves. You know, because I gave this away for free, even though it was incredible value, this was more value than any webinar that I've ever done in the past. Because it was free, people didn't take it seriously. They didn't think that they needed to show up. And I I do believe that the people who missed the opportunity to participate in this missed an opportunity to forever shift their life. And this is a note for a lot of you out there who might be aspiring coaches who have ever thought about starting a coaching business. One of the things that always comes up, people are like, well, you know, I'm just going to coach some people for free to get some testimonials. When people are not investing, they, will, they won't fully show up for the work. It's going to be hard for you to, to lead people to transformation unless they are making an upfront commitment to themselves. Even for me, I've thought about like, I'm going to talk here in just a second. If you miss this six day training, I realize that there are a lot of states right now that are ending the shutdown and many people are getting back to work or for some of the parents who are at home, you know, a six day commitment while you have your kids in the house might not feel possible for you right now. So uh, I'm going to tell you about a one day virtual seminar that I'm doing that will be a day-long event where I'm going to cram the very best information that I taught in this seminar into a day-long program to help you move forward. But there is going to be a small investment, very small, just enough to make you want to show up for yourself. Because if I did this again and gave it away for free, yes, I know people are going to get value, but I know that I'm going to be you know, investing a bunch of money on advertising something and getting people to sign up and then people won't be there. So I'll talk more about that coming up in a second, but one of the best signs of making a commitment is to make an investment. You know, if you think about what happens during a marriage, right? You're making a commitment to a partner. What do you do? You go put a deposit down on a wedding hall. You spend a bunch of money on an engagement ring. There is a financial investment up front that sort of triggers in your brain, okay, this is serious. This is the person that I'm going to spend my life with. So it's the same thing in your personal development is, you know, there's a lot of people who will, you know, send me emails. Hey, Dan, you know, would you just coach me for free? I can't really afford it. No, no. I mean, A, I value my time and I value I am running a business here. But B, you won't show up for the results. I learned it the hard ways back in the early days of my coaching program because I did the same thing. You know, oh, well, just give this away for free and people will give me testimonials. And then I wondered why people never showed up for the calls or would cancel 10 minutes before. So you got to make a committed decision to change. And one of the best signs of commitment is making an investment in yourself. And the 6C that's going to help you crush it during quarantine is consistency. You know, it's doing the basics over and over. And I think that that's what was so powerful about this program is many people might do a one-hour webinar on a Tuesday night for personal growth, and then they go right back to their life the way it was on Wednesday and nothing changes. You know, having people in this container for six days, plus I did an additional four days of Facebook Lives and and Q&As afterwards. It was really 10 days, uh, but the consistency, right? And people were really starting to create massive shifts to the point 
think that once we wrapped up the program, I was getting messages from people saying, man, it, it sucks not having these coaching calls in the morning. They feel like, you know, I, I felt so grounded every day putting myself first. So consistency is everything. You know, if you went to the gym for three days in a row and then you took a month off before you went again, what are the chances that you're going to get sustainable results in your health goals? Probably impossible right? That's what we want to do is just, you know, be in a container of support where you are showing up and just doing the fundamentals, doing your self-care, setting intentions every day, day after day after day. It's the baby steps forward and it is the repetition. That's how we create a new habit, right? They say it takes 30 days to create a new habit, but if you look at the studies on mastering a life skill, if you're trying to master your personal growth, if you're trying to you know, master playing tennis or playing the piano, the studies show that you have to show up every day for four years. Four years of daily repetition, you can achieve mastery in any sort of skill. It has very little to do with natural talent and more about making a commitment. So to recap, the six C's that you need to crush it in your quarantine is you need clarity. You need to know not just what you're moving away from, but you need a definite direction that you are moving in. This is why I say purpose is everything. We did a whole purpose module in that six-day training. You need context. You need to know the underlying reasons of why you've been stuck. You need to understand what the trauma is that you've experienced in your life that has created the limiting beliefs or created these patterns of self-sabotage. And once you understand that you're simply having a response to trauma, then you can find compassion for yourself. Because guess what? Lazy, unmotivated, distracted, those are not personality types. In fact, there's no science to say the personality is a thing at all. There are just behaviors that are adaptive that are a product of our conditioning. Once you find compassion, you need a community because nobody creates their next level alone. You got to make a commitment and you got to show up with consistency. So all that being said, I've talked about this six-day complimentary coaching summit that I did, and I realized that six days uh, in quarantine, especially for those of you with children and a family and juggling your job, that might not be something that seems possible. That might be out of reach for you right now. So I'm condensing all the very best parts of this training into a one-day virtual seminar. We're going to be doing this on Saturday, May 16th. So you got a couple weeks to get ready for this. I'm calling the workshop Move Beyond and Thrive. So if you're a person who's back in these patterns of overwhelm, procrastination, if the coronavirus and the pandemic and this quarantine has knocked you on your butt a little bit, if you're trying to think about where you really want to be a year from now, but the same patterns have kept you stuck and you still can't find the time, this training is going to be life-changing. I'm going to be doing a deep dive into teaching you more about emotional trauma and helping you understand, give you that powerful context for why you've been stuck up until now so you can really embrace the compassion. We're going to be giving you a powerful direction forward. We're going to be talking about your purpose and how you can connect to it. And I'm going to give you some cutting-edge strategies to help you move from just intellectually understanding personal growth into embodying real change. 
You know, I think there are so many things. I posted about this on Instagram recently. There are so many people who just think personal growth is just knowing how to manifest. It's not. You know, I've told you before, manifestation is the natural order of the universe. That you attract whatever you're thinking about and what you speak into existence. And if you're not attracting the things you want, there is some underlying subconscious block that's getting in the way. And guess what? It's all about the T word. It's about trauma. So this is really me stepping into my next level of coaching and owning the fact that I can powerfully get people to the root cause of what's keeping them stuck. I'm going to be coaching people live one-on-one throughout the day. So you're going to have a community. You're going to have me there to work with you live. There's going to be some great training, uh, some amazing exercises to really help you integrate and move into embodying the person that you want to be. And there will be a small investment for the day-long workshop. It will be $97 to join. Why am I doing that? Because I just want you to have enough skin in the game where you're gonna honor the commitment to yourself. It's not about whether you show up for me or for my workshop. The big thing for me as a coach is is helping you create an environment where you show up for you. And how many times up until now have you let your patterns win? How many times have you procrastinated? How many times have you put everybody else before yourself? How many times have you said, you know what, I'll get around to that thing I want to do for me at night, but there's no energy left at the end of the day. So here's my guarantee to you. It will be a $97 investment, and I promise you, you're going to get $1,000 of value if not more, during the course of this day-long training. Saturday, May 16th, it is the Move Beyond and Thrive Workshop. I would love for you to join me. Uh, You can get all the details at the link in the show notes, or you can go to my website, creativesoulcoaching.net. I've also got some information up there about one-on-one coaching packages, if that's something that you're interested in participating in. But This is the blueprint, my friends. This is me stepping into the next level of my business and a higher level of service and really taking you with me so that you step into that next level in your life with clarity, with confidence, and with compassion for yourself. If this episode serves you, would you please share this with a friend? You can screenshot the podcast, upload it to Instagram. Be sure to tag me at CSC Dan Mason. And if you're so moved to do so, uh, those five-star ratings and reviews really mean the world to us. It helps us with the algorithm on Apple. I would love if you could take 90 seconds out of your day just to write a, a few words about how this podcast and how all 101 episodes have impacted your life. If you're listening on the iHeartRadio app. Just give us a follow. And thank you from the bottom of my heart for being part of this community. It's an honor to serve you. And in the meantime, turn down the volume on your negativity. Turn up the volume on your purpose so you can live life amplified.